Hey guys, welcome back to the Freshly Squeezed Podcast. Um, this week we're going to continue with the Josh Steins episode. And since we had to cut that into two parts, this is the second part of that. So if you haven't heard the first part, definitely listen in on that to get some uh, to get Josh's backstory. This one we're gonna kind of be diving into some more practical questions and applications. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy it and uh, we'll catch you on the inside. I'd like to hear a little bit more of the process of the letting go and what that yeah. was like for you. What were some, cause I loved what you said of like, man, I don't even know what questions to ask. Right. Right. What were some breakthroughs in the letting go? Um, I know it's hard sometimes when the season is changing and um, there's things you're wanting to hold on to the previous season and there can yes. be a resistance to the change. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. How did God meet you in the letting go? I I think that I didn't trust myself. And I think that looking back, that was probably the only smart, (laughs) that was the only (laughs) smart outcome as a person in a scenario like that with no framework, Hmm. no reference point. Um, I didn't trust myself and I was very aware of that. And I don't think that's a great place to stay as a person on some level, but because I knew that I didn't know myself, I I had no framework for what I was going to believe in the future because that was what the the quest was. What, what it, where, where are we going now? What does life look like? Um, And I think that, that, that reality of not trusting myself for the first time I had to trust God. And, and I don't feel like I had ever had to do that before. I felt like a lot of the outcomes were so predetermined that it was just more about doing the right thing. And the, you know, the mindset uh, of the group, the eyes of the group doing the right thing, saying the right things. Um, And I was always pretty authentic as a kid. So a lot of it was very genuine but there was a massive amount of people pleasing in there as well, because as a kid, you see the cause and effects. You see the people who do good things and you see the results they get. You see the people who mm-hmm. say the right things, hang out with the right people, don't hang out with those people. Mm-hmm. And you see the way that they're, you know, social status, social standings, it's all common human behavior, but really interesting in a group that's, you know, that closed. Yeah. Um, so I think that for the first time I really had to put, trust in God. And it was terrifying. Like there to go from not really having that to all of a sudden, I think that I'm going to have to have this to survive. Like, I don't think there's no (laughs) gradual, like it was just, it's extremely painful. I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) Like you can, you can lose yourself very quickly in a case like that. Um, because you uproot so many things all at the same time. I think it's really dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Very dangerous. Just the psychology. Like, like I saw people lose their mind. Yeah. And, and I felt that at moments, like you feel like you're going crazy. Right. Yeah. And so learning to have to trust God, completely rely on him daily. Just like, what do you have for me today? If you don't show me, I'm probably not going to find it. Like, I don't, I don't trust myself. I don't think Mm. I'm going to be able to know it when I see it. You're going to have to show it to me. And I think it's just, that was as raw as it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then of course, having key, those key people in your life. Yeah. Luckily you walked into that church yes. and met yes. uh, Greg or Craig, Craig. Craig, um, Craig or Shelley, Craig. yeah. Yeah, I didn't um, meet him directly, but his teaching and actually they're uh, Frontline, Josh Corey is the pastor of Frontline. He okay. was probably the most, the first speaker that I'd ever heard outside of our group I'd ever listened to, period. Wow. I was just mesmerized yeah. by the way he broke the Bible down and described God. I'd never seen it that way. I, I know, like, it's hard to, just, it's hard to take apart your, your childhood yeah. from now. Um, so I'm, I'm sure you foundational, some foundational things are a part of you still. It's absolutely. not like you got rid of your childhood yeah, absolutely. to build a new thing. So what do you think, how, what does your walk with God look like now? Yeah. So it's been like a total of five years since the total tran- transition over to yeah. a, a completely different yes. look. Um, and then you said about three years before yeah. it was like a, a little more f- uh, firm thing. Yeah. yeah. So how would you describe it now? In comparison to what it might've been then. Yeah. In comparison yeah. or, or just stuff that, that you're learning now. Yeah. That's, yeah maybe in comparison would yeah. be a good way to go about it. it. You know, from the outside, it might not look that different. I, I, I don't feel like it is. My wife tells me it is. So it, it could be, I don't know. <laughs> Always listen to your wife. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> I've learned that. Um, for, for instance, for the guys that the dress code, for instance, wasn't as strict. So, you know, there was, it wasn't like, uh, it, when the, when girls made a change in that group, it was extremely obvious right away because the clothing changed. And so that was the yeah. first like sign of something's different. Um, for me, there were a lot of things that I took from them that were really good. Um, all great lies have some truth in them. And in the group that, in, in the, the philosophy that we lived, in a lot of the confusion and misunderstandings and, and uh, lies, there was a lot of truth interwoven in there. And that was what made it hard because I couldn't yeah. throw it all out. I just knew some of it was right. I knew, uh, I felt like that was God speaking that to me. I knew that there were things that were right. I knew that train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he won't depart from that. I knew honor your father and mother. Like those made, those things made sense. Mm. Um, lessons that my dad taught me work ethic and character and those things foundational to me as a person that carried through. Um, strangely enough, something that I got from that group, while I didn't get relationship with God, I got a great fear and respect for God. And maybe that comes from seeing a group that exemplifies this kind of judgment law-based relationship with God. So I was very clear that if I was going to establish that there is a God, then he was going to have to have the say in my life. Mm -hmm. Like if I chose that, if I decided that that's what I believed, then it was going, I was all in. It was, there was no one, there was no halfway this. It is either God is God or he's not. And, and so those were things I feel like they, that saved a large part of me. You know what I mean? That those foundational truths that my parents taught me, and, and they're 100% right, 100% yeah. right. So I don't know that I'm a lot happier. I, yeah. I feel a lot more joy. <laughs> um, I live more authentically, like from my heart, than I did before. A lot of my actions were based on other things other than 
genuinely connecting with my spirit and asking myself what what's important to me in this situation it was what do other people think right and um that was a very hard thing to get over i was at extreme performance anxiety was massive a lot of kids growing up in that group have it like probably clinical yeah and um extreme fear of disappointing other people uh, because our whole approval system was based on that like all of it so yeah so learning to live authentically like from the heart that god gave me Mm -hmm. was one is it still continues to be one of the most freeing things that I learned from that. Right. That if nothing else changed, that alone would change everything, you know? Hmm. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. Coming out of that in, in this stage of your life, you mentioned you're more joyful coming from like a place of like control and performance anxiety and um, don't mess up approval. What is the, opposite and freedom look like in your life what's the joy look like gotcha you know it's this is this is interesting because i think it's evolved a little bit as time goes on i think it was i had moments where as god really revealed to me that he loved me just the way i was completely attached completely detached from Mm -hmm. my actions and really getting that created a feeling I had never felt to like, there was something there that had never been there my whole life until my twenties that that feeling was non-existent. Mm -hmm. I never felt that before. So that was a real deep kind of like a, like a joy, but kind of an awe. Mm. And that, so that, and I feel like I have them. I think as time has gone on, I've experienced that in different ways. Um, one of the more recent things, so I'm, to, to answer your question, I'm actually not a very, I'm a, I'm a pretty serious person. I think that's like my wife is working on this. So like check back with me in five years and there's probably going to be some other stories, <laughs> but I'm pretty serious. And I, I think that's partly because of where I come from, but I, a pure, pure joy moment. I love helping other people and whether it's using the gifts that I have of being able to build things or in that way, or, or I love speaking life to people. And when you get to share something, uh, when, when you get to help someone else understand that they're valuable and you see the look in their eye change, that for me is just magic moments. You know, when, when you get to speak something to someone else that connects with their soul and in that moment, you just felt like you were a conduit for the voice of God to that mm-hmm. person. And there's something so life filling and just, I feel so joyful and light and free. That's, uh, it's, I know that sounds funny because it's, it's not so much a physical, you know, right. expression of joy, but I think that the most authentic, pure, just joy that I feel in those moments is it's always connected to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. That is so awesome. Yeah. I think it's so important that when we experience freedom to now be like charged with the responsibility to share that, you know? Absolutely. And I think think it stems from that. Yeah. 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 Being a part of what God is doing to set other people free, whether it's limiting belief or a a view, a negative view of self, it could be a, it doesn't matter what it is, but getting to be a part of that when you've lived it, 
it just it means so much yeah this question i'm not sure how to phrase it uh, we wrote it down like this it says does god cause all of the seasons mm. to happen or is there a different way to look at it yeah um so i i do think i think uh our view of god uh should always shift to <laughs> what it is in reality because i think a lot of our view of God, like your view of God growing up was that he was a strict God yeah. and he only loved you because of how well you did. hundred percent. Um, and everyone's view of God should always shift to reality, the reality of who God is. Yeah. Does God cause all of the seasons to happen? Or is there a different way to look at it? Mm -hmm. Some people think like, Oh God put me through that season of horrible yeah. friends in my life or yes. horrible people like abusing me. And, and then you're like, why would God put me in that? And so it's like, yes, the question of, I, I guess that's probably why it related to, to um, your view of God. Cause yes. then you, you got to correct that to, to what's true. Yeah. But how, how do you see seasons? And I think you're combining a couple different things there, which which is maybe why it's challenging to put it into one conversation. Because I think there's a conversation about seasons that is slightly different than the conversation about why does God allow pain. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And and the why does God allow? Okay, I'm not going to even assume that. Why does God create, allow, or seem? benign to like i guess that's off for you <laughs> yeah. to decide um pain yeah. and that was one of the hardest i think that's the hardest question a person uh, a believer can ask i think that uh we don't really teach a very good theology on pain very mm -hmm. often it's just we we're, we're good at letting God be good in the good times, but when it's tough or when we go through things or when we know he promised us something, but we're walking through something that looks nothing like what he promised. Mm -hmm. um, that's really hard. Yeah. That's really hard. Yeah. So I guess, how do we, how do we walk through that as Christians in the way that God wants us to when yeah. it's such a confusing thing to wrap our minds around? Yeah. I can tell you my point of view, and I think some of this is going to be very personal to the person who walks through it, mm -hmm. um, because every pain is unique and somewhat in its own way. Pain is pain, but you, situations are unique. Every person's unique, and so you might come to different realizations. But I think that this is a hard. This is hard to talk yeah. about. It's very, very <laughs> yeah. deep. It's a very deep conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't think that. God is a creator of pain, but he uses it all the time. We, so so our, our relationship with pain is that it's bad. And, and one of the big struggles we have as people is like, well, this is not a good situation, so it didn't come from God. But so often, personally, I think that pain is neither good nor bad. Pain is kind of somewhat of an emotional or physical response to a stimulus in your environment, it in and of itself isn't anything. Hmm. Pain is a result of something else. Hmm. And I think that it, one of my favorite, a verse that, a Bible verse, a chapter, a book, <laughs> a book, it, it grew. The Bible. Uh, the Bible. <laughs> a, a, 
the whole thing. A book that I really struggled with during that phase of my life where I was transitioning was Job. Okay. And and Job is so hard because you realize some things as Job questions and asks the whys, the why question. Why am I here? What have I done to deserve this? Mm-hmm. What's this about? And the part that's really hard for people to wrap their mind around is that God never gave him an answer to that. Right. Like, like he, he, he simply revealed to Job who he was. And then somehow that was good enough for Job. Hmm. For Job. Mm-hmm. Not for God. It was good enough for God all along. But, but when Job got the bigness of God, the sovereignty, the hugeness of God, he like fell on his face and said, I'm vile. At his own question, mm-hmm. and and so that was really hard to get my head around. When you want to know why, you want closure because why is a closure question. You know, yeah. when I know why, then I put it in the box, and then I can put my tape on it and shove it in the attic, and we don't have to review it again. You know, like why wow. is leading to an answer. It's a closure yeah. question. Yeah, but you can't put God and frame God in a closure question. Yeah, And so I, I kind of have, I, I guess, just like adopted a philosophy where I don't ask that anymore. I don't ask why. The hmm. why is up to God. I don't know why that situation, you know, because right. I don't feel like I married the wrong person when I went through my divorce. Hmm. That's wow. challenging. Yeah. I don't think I married the wrong person. I, I believe in my heart, I could be wrong, but I believe that I sought God. I did everything I could with what I knew and I knew about this person and I got the counsel. I got the, the family, friends, like all of the, we did it right. We did it long distance, tons of writing. Like, I mean, it was just like the classic, like it doesn't get more quote pure in a relationship than the way that we did it from an appearance standpoint, but yeah. yet it ended so poorly. And for the first for the first while, that challenge was maybe I married the wrong person. You know, maybe it was a selection issue. I just didn't know that. And then I came to realize, what if God, knowing that I was going to go through this, still signed off on it? Hmm. And I didn't like that question anymore. But like that's the question that I, I've learned. I've never really answered that, and I'm good with it. Hmm. Like like leaving it in the space that is God's space, like His spot, His sovereignty is big enough for that question. I don't think it was the wrong person, hmm. but I know God could have told me if it was. And I, he never told me, I never got that signal that this was the wrong person. I didn't doubt it for a minute. Yeah. Myself. But that, that's a very cha- challenge is how you view mm. God, because yeah. maybe God isn't the author of pain and confusion, but what if he allows it? What if he says to Job, here's my faithful and upright servant, a just man. There's none in the land like him. Satan says, yeah, of course. God says, okay, do with him as you see fit. He won't curse my name. Like, like God didn't bring that on Job, but like he signed off on it. Yeah. It kind of brings God's question, God's character into question <laughs> from, from a, a, a puny human standpoint. Right, yeah. You know, like, like you kind of put God on trial a little bit in your own heart and then you feel the anxiety come up and you go like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't do that. You know, like <laughs> I'm supposed to do good things and get good results. You know, like this is how this works, right? Yeah, it doesn't always work that way. So, yeah, you have to develop a philosophy, I think, on suffering. Yeah, and going through pain, and then you have to just decide some pain is is inevitable and it's not bad. 
Right. All growth has an painful element. Like we're talking in the context of seasons You're. I loved your thought about when you're moving to another season and letting go of something in the past season, that's painful. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. never easy hmm. ever. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the relationship we have with pain, I think is questioning that you might be surprised where you go with it, like where, right. where it takes you. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah Cause if you associate the lack of pain with where God is, then when you're in a painful situation, Can't you're going to question God. Exactly. Can't be God. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I always go, when we have conversations like this, I always go back to how Paul talked about how he was, he learned to be content in any situation yeah. um, because he wasn't basing it off of circumstances um, because I guess he just realized that pain is inevitable or evil is inevitable on earth. It's going to try to attack you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, I guess that's why they call it a, a mental shift or a, a new new creation from the yep. inside out because yep. it's not about the outside yeah. in. Yeah. It's about the inside out. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a hard that's a hard really spot hard. to it's like you know you know the destination. At least I feel like this is so right, but to get there in your heart yeah. and in, and to feel it. Yeah. Cuz you can you can be like I know this but I'm still super irritated <laughs> at this situation. 100%. I feel abandoned. Yeah. How do I get out of that feeling? Yeah. Um, yes. That's so interesting. And that's, that's, I mean, that's an indicator that you're putting trust in, yeah. in, in circumstances, right. but it, it's, it is hard to make that transition over to yeah. it not being that way. Yeah. And it really is kind of like what you went through, kind of a, a surrender. Mm-hmm. You just have to, you just have to, in the best way possible, give up your, yeah, yourself yeah. for God yeah, um, and what he says. And it's, and at first I think that can look a lot of different ways. I think we can, I think it could be more of a uh, doing the things because you know, you need to do them. Um, like, how do you make, how do you make that transition um, over to what you know is right when you don't feel it yet. I think there's, I think you walk in revealed truth as you have it. And I think if you know that there's something I need to learn about this, you walk in the truth that you have about the situation mm-hmm. and then God reveals something to you in his own time. And, and yeah. I feel like there are plenty yeah. of times where I've had to sit in moments where I'm like, <laughs> I'm handling this pretty poorly, <laughs> just <laughs> judging on the results. But I'm not sure why. Like I'm yeah. not sure where. Yeah. I can't. I can't pinpoint why this is so poor. But I can tell it is. Right. So you do what you know you can do, the best mm. you can do, and you know, like one day, I think God's going to answer that with like a, a revelation of truth, if you will, a new a new strategy, something you didn't know before. Right. And then you go, oh, that's why. My wife and I had a moment like that, that's a so relationship between us. We've been running into something for a couple years. And, and, and just this week, God kind of revealed it in a way that was like, well, no wonder. Like, like, no wonder, like, like, but I didn't didn't have it before, you know, so you do the best with what you have. And then, and then I think that's growth. Mm. Don't, yeah. whenever do we start the journey and we have, we know the road, you know, we have a goal or a vision or a destination in mind, but there's so much in between where we start and where we end up. And I think that that is life is walking down a journey 
not being equipped, not having the tools for it and developing that as you go. That's so interesting. I think I made that excuse growing up that I don't feel it or I don't, I don't know how to like, I I don't know how to operate in that certain space. So I shouldn't do it yet until I know everything about it or, or start to feel it. So I guess I, I, I guess I associated change with feeling it first yeah i it's interesting i i read a i I don't know if i'll botch this up or not but a book by um by john maxwell and he was talking about this exact Mm -hmm. thing and how uh yeah you you can't operate off of feelings because like if you're if you're starting a new habit and you have the desire to, and you have the passion to, um, and this was specifically talking about a new, a new habit, mm-hmm. starting a new habit. And you haven't, you have the passion to start running, yeah. let's say, and you're like, mm, I feel it. Yes. And you go for it. And then most people where they fall off is where they stop being inspired, which yep. is a feeling Absolutely. that can come and go. Absolutely. And so they stop running. Uh, it doesn't take away the the fact that you still should run and it's good, healthy for you. And, yeah. and you know, this person, you know, however hypothetical person that we're talking about needs to run, yeah. you know, for their health. Um, so I think a lot of pay- people, and I think it's natural to associate the feeling of wanting to with whether it's right or not. Yeah. That's um, right. And that's hard to, that's so, that's yeah. so interesting. I even thought it was biblical to yeah. be like, I need to feel it first. Yes. I don't want to just fake, fake this. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I know biblical truths, um, and that that gets that just gets my my mind churning yeah. because I'm like I should still act on biblical truths even right. though I don't feel them. Yeah. We touched on surrender a little bit, um, and I think the ease of surrender, the letting go of the questions, the letting go of the why, comes from the realization of who God is. Yes. And like relationship with God. Yeah. Like in the story of Job, he said like he he just dropped all the questions whenever yeah. <laughs> he's called God for his wholeness, you know? Yeah. And just thinking about I, I've been thinking about Peter recently, um, in a Bible study I was doing with some friends at church, but of just like his shift in his zeal and um commitment to the cause. Like his faith didn't waver after he saw Jesus mm. uh resurrected, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he had so much time to get to know Jesus' character, but I wonder if like he saw Jesus' character in a light of like, oh, this is better than I thought. Like whenever mm. Jesus um, forget or like restored him, that walk on the beach of like, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Mm. Like showering him in this grace, and he he was probably like, wow, I I thought it was too good to be true. This is so much better than I thought. Yeah, um, and I wonder if that's a that's a zeal thing for us too of like, um, yeah, I, I mean, I work for a church, so I, I get the professional Christian. I got to show up a certain way. Sure. Um, and, um, in and out of season, I think it's a, I think that's a thing you sometimes have to do of just like, actually scratch that. I, I, I was talking to a friend about like vulnerability and like sometimes it's a better way for me to lead if I if I show up and it's like, hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna go through these songs, but be patient with me today. I'm a little I'm a little under the weather. Yeah. Um, but some of the harder ones where it's like, 
man, God, I really don't, I don't see or feel you in this season. Yes. Um, I think that just led me around to another question. I, I kind of didn't mm-hmm. really like wrap that up too well, but uh, I think there's a tension there. I, I think I my point added, thinking. yeah, my point added that there's, there are times where it's like the, the surrender and giving up of questions is fueled and met by the person of Jesus in your life. Yes. And then there's the tension of like, I know this truth. Right. I know this truth. Yes. I don't feel it right now, but I'm going to open up my Bible and read some more truth over me, you know, mm-hmm. and like declare this truth with my mouth Absolutely. because my heart doesn't feel it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's such tension in there. There, there is. Um, and like, even what you were, I, I think this episode, I think it, it, honestly, I think the tension is more potent than if we were to sit here and try to wrap, tie everything up in a bow, you know? Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like tying it up in a bow is not, not wise. It's almost like yeah. the, the time that in your story, when you said you, you opened your mind from this place of everything is in this box, it's clear cut black and white Yes. to, I now have infinity, amount, like yes. an infin- infinite amount of questions. Yeah. Um, that's what opened you up to yeah. grow. Yep. And so rather than saying here's exactly it's almost like it is kind of summing up by saying there's no way to, to sum, to sum yeah. it up <laughs> exactly <laughs> i feel like we're ch- taking a <clears throat> cheap route here but no honestly it is like and that's a whole nother conversation but i think there is a good balance between being firm in surrender being firm in being firm and letting go like the the balance between those two things, because I know a lot of people who are firm in what they believe. And then it's also known as pride Yes, and they won't let anything else in. And then there's some people who are just so free that they let everything in and they don't have no, no steady ground. Yes. So like the, the, the middle ground there finding that I really do think it's not like finding, finding the middle ground is not the goal, finding God's the goal. Yes. And I think the middle ground will be the result of that. I think so. You know, I think that's, I really think that's the main thing. I think honestly, everything, every single topic we talk about, about God, it's going to be to seek God first. Absolutely. And then the result of what we're talking about will, will hopefully be the root. Yeah. Will be the outcome. Yeah. Um, but it is important to have those because we don't know how to identify, like you didn't know how to identify what was the next step. So you needed to see people, um, follow God. Absolutely. And, and seek him with their whole heart. And yeah. then you had some way to, to follow yeah. that, yes. a new structure. So yeah. the questions are important, but not more than yeah. the creator of the yeah. questions, you know? Yeah. Hey, thanks again, as always, for listening in on this conversation. We hope it was insightful and you got a lot out of it. Feel free to follow Josh and um, give him some feedback. Maybe there's something he dove into that you'd like to hear more about. Uh, you can follow him on Facebook. Be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be sharing a conversation we had with one of my old friends, Gage Lance, who is an awesome man of God and is doing some really cool creative ministry. Uh, He's got a lot of insight and wisdom, just like Josh did. And we're looking forward to sharing that with you next week. If you haven't already, um, follow us on social media. We're trying to do more of the conversation stuff over there. 
Uh, obviously, our podcast is just us talking and it's recorded several weeks in advance. So uh, the relationship part happens through social media. So if you haven't already, connect with us there on Instagram and Facebook. And we'd love to get to know you more from there. See you guys next Tuesday. And as always, stay fresh.